Well, <laughs> I just forgot my own intro. <laughs> Welcome back to Starting the Conversation. It's episode 116. I'm Alice Benham here with this week's co-host, Hannah. Hannah Anderson. <laughs> I mean, we'll keep with that. Welcome back to the podcast, Hannah. <laughs> Oh, I miss just sitting in sweaty offices in London recording with real life people. Oh, I feel like no. that was like a taste of the old vibe. I miss yeah. it. This is nice though. I've got a nice view of you on my computer screen with your plant. Yeah, decided to sit on the office sofa today. Yeah. I think I'm just so bored of sitting at that desk. I just yeah. needed a change of scenery. Otherwise, I was just going to sit in my bed probably and arse about all day. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have. I was literally on course. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> also, this more chatty vibe fully just makes me think it's one of the old episodes. And I'm, I just felt myself going like, what's your high low? How are we doing? Where's the week at? Oh, I know. I miss that. I miss it. Yeah. If you had to do your current high low off the bat, no prep, where would you be? Oh, okay then. So, hi, I would say I have launched something new this week yes. so yes Watching. I know so I've that's an idea that I had in September last year so starting to see it come to life is just absolutely amazing but yeah I guess that brings lows as well because it's quite scary as well isn't it like putting all of your thoughts and ideas out into the world and because I've worked with a great digital marketing coach I've got a very in-depth launch plan so yeah just trying to like keep strict <laughs> with myself of all the things that I've said I'm going to do so nice just keep going we're both in launch mode at the moment I know we're both obviously like we could have turned up to this call in any mood I feel like launch just puts you in that kind of place of like I'm either crying or I'm on top of the world just don't ask me either way it's risky (laughs) I love that honestly I think my high low would be the same launching I think has its own highs and lows and launching something about launching just has a an interesting very meta isn't it very meta it's like coaching coaches I mean that's what I do as well like I'm just just going around in circles but the pressure is high isn't it launching launches. yeah like imagine if the launch was shit like like in a way what sells this launch is how well the launch goes because I'm teaching people how, like it just it's a bit bit bizarre but here we are we're doing well we're keeping going yes we are I love it well I'm yeah. excited to get into today's episode because I feel like it's a topic that I've been opening up a bit more around over the last few weeks especially with those episodes that I did with Emily where we shared more about our work together and I often get asked and I don't mean this to sound like a dickhead but sometimes when people say well like you guys seem to have a great vibe I like the way that you work together you almost seem like your friends Emily I hope you think we're friends whilst you're editing this well awkward if you don't and they'll be like how did you create that and I don't I don't want to put myself down and say it was accidental, but I do think upon reflection, I can notice what's helped, but I'm definitely not the best person to sit here and talk about building a team with a good dynamic. Handy thing is, you are. That is what you do. That is what your current launch is about. So I thought it might be interesting just to dive into that topic a little bit more if you're up for it. Yes, absolutely. Love talking about this stuff. Me too. I feel like we should kick it off with a word that you have a really great explanation for, but I don't often hear used in the context of small businesses, which is culture. Can you talk a bit about how culture plays a role in this conversation of building a good dynamic with your team and expanding your business in a way that is good? How do we create the good vibes? Yeah, absolutely. And what I notice a lot is that people think that culture is something that is for big businesses, it's for corporates, it's not for us in the small business world. 
uh, but I don't think that's true then the way that I describe it is by likening it to brand. So I know that lots of founders and small business owners will understand the importance of having a brand, of cultivating a brand and of you know having a real clear definition of what your brand is. And if you think about it, brand is how you portray yourself to your customers. So that is what they think about you. And it's really closely linked to your values. It guides the decisions that you make about your offerings, your marketing, how you do your sales. So if brand is what it looks like from the outside, then culture is how it actually feels on the inside. And you can be really intentional about that in the same way you are with a brand. So If you do no work on your brand, you've still got one. People still think something of your business, whether you were intentional and tried to make them think about you in a certain way or not. And it's the same with culture. So even if you think you don't have one or don't think that you need to think about it, you're going to have one anyway. And if you are intentional about it, just like with brand, you're going to end up with something that aligns with your values and the vision that you've got for your business. I love that comparison between brand and culture because I think culture, exactly like you said, feels like a word that's kind of exclusively for the big dogs of the world. Mm. And that point of how, you know, if you don't set your culture, your culture sets itself, I think is so true. It's something that I think until you really think about it, you're like, oh yeah, this is a really important thing. Like it influences everything, but Mm. we often don't actually stop to think, okay, what is the culture that I want and I wonder whether part of that comes from like number one not actually knowing what culture we want and then I guess number two not actually knowing how to put that culture into place and Mm. influence it so I guess kicking off with the first part of that like if someone's listening to this and thinking okay I get it culture is really fundamental to the way that my team interacts with me to the way that this business runs to everyone's experience within that how do we actually go about deciding or I guess understanding what culture looks like in the context of our businesses so the exercise that I always suggest is that you have a think about so for you what I would be saying is you imagine that Emily is out for dinner with her friends post covid she's on a she's on a zoom call with her pals and someone says what's it like working at Alice Benham limited and then you think about what would you like her response to be what would be the words that you would want her to say about working with you so it might be things like empowering fulfilling creative flexible you know what are those words that kind of come to mind and then you can start to narrow that down then. And it's a really similar exercise to what you do to kind of come up with your brand values. And then you're gonna narrow it down to think, okay, which of these are like the most important things to me? And then once you've got those, it can help you to make better decisions within your business. It can help you decide how you run things, how you work together. You know, when you're coming up with a new idea of how you're gonna work with clients, you can run it through that test to go, well, does this fit? kind of with my culture and it can help you when you're hiring people as well so you can think about whether they fit in with that culture so if you want to have a a real culture where people are completely empowered they're autonomous you want them to come up with ideas and do things for themselves you can have that as part of your hiring process where you know some people just don't work in that way they like to be given really specific tasks to do well then maybe they're not the right fit even though they've got the experience you want so it's kind of balancing those two things and I think that's maybe what you did on a more subconscious level with Emily I think you've talked before about how it was much more about how that fit kind of felt and this is just putting language to that 
And I think you can do it for yourself. You know, if anyone's listening and thinking, well, it's just me and my business, think about it now. Because if, you know, if flexible is one of the words that you've come up with, but then you work 100 hour weeks at the moment, then it's not flexible and it's not going to be flexible when somebody else comes in. So you can start to think about that now and think, okay, what can I do to make it feel that way for me before anyone else even comes into the picture? Yeah, that's such a good point. Like culture starts with us. I think so often like we're really good at thinking what we want the environment to be like for other people and we're fine at being like, yep, that's their needs, that's the things that they get, that's their standard. And then when it comes to us, it's a completely different story. But it's seeing it, I guess, in the same way that you do brand, Mm. right? Where when it's a foundation, when you just see it as this underlying thing, everything that's built on top of it, therefore lines up with it. And Mm. if your standard for yourself is that there is a good culture and that looks however it looks for you, then actually Mm -hmm. if slash when you grow a team, it's gonna be so much easier to put that into place. I guess it's the thing of like, it's easier to just set off in the right direction rather than try and do it once you've got four team members and all of this stuff is kind of under the surface. Absolutely. So something I see a lot is that people, you know, someone in their team will send them an email late at night and they'll go, why are you working at that time of night? Oh, I don't want you working at that time of night, but you work at that time of night. You Oh, but I choose to do that. That's because I want to do that. I would never expect anyone else to do it. But that's what you're telling them is the culture of this business. That's how we work in this business. So they will think, oh, you know, she says she doesn't want me to work at that time of night, but she does. So actually, does she really want me to? And it just, so all of those kind of things add up in terms of, you know, how it feels to work in the business. Yeah. And culture doesn't just have an influence on how people feel working in the business. But they make a huge impact on the business themselves as well, right? It's that idea of yeah. like happy people produce better work and I think sometimes culture or this idea of culture is seen as quite like a fluffy added extra thing it's like actually Mm -hmm. when this is a a basic need and a basic requirement not only are the people at their best but the businesses too it's such a self-serving thing yeah and that's always been the the fundamental attitude I've had when leading a team is that it's all about people first because if you invest you know time and energy and I'm sure we'll come on to talk about what that might look like into your team then they are going to enjoy their work more they're going to produce better work they're going to you know communicate better with your clients and then you are going to then reap the benefits back from that to be able to invest more within your business so I think it can be quite short-sighted sometimes to think that oh that's something that will come to once we've sorted the work out the work will never get to the standard you want it to until you look after the people doing the work yeah it makes so much sense when you say it but I think that's just such a helpful thing to keep in mind especially when you're a smaller business and these conversations are very rarely Mm. made applicable or relevant for us on the topic of being a smaller business you know I love talking about the big picture I should get it tattooed or I shouldn't because I don't need any more Shiva tattoos. But something that I think I can recognize about the way that Emily and I work together is that she is a real part of the team. You know, she's not, she she is technically a freelancer, but she's not a kind of outside person in the business. I really Mm -hmm. bring her in. I think that's just my nature. I love to share the big picture. I love to really let people in. I'm an oversharer. But I actually think that's been really fundamental in how, Emily's role has served both of us so well. Would you say, even if you know you're bringing someone on one day a week, two days a week, 
actually that's an important factor, how you let them in on where the business is going, I guess, instead of isolating their role and what they do. Oh, 100%. So human beings thrive in environments where we feel connected to a cause and we feel like our work's got impact and purpose. So when you share your big picture plans with somebody, but also how their job fits into that, then they're going to be much more motivated about that work that they're doing. Mm. And then even the most like mundane, boring tasks become something that actually is part of something much, much bigger. And people understand then why they are actually doing that work. And like you said, I think you doing that with everybody that you work with. Okay, maybe not if someone's just coming in and doing like a one-off piece of work for you they're going to be like what's going on why is she like sharing (laughs) her entire five-year plan with me but (laughs) or like the guy that takes your stuff to the post box you'll just be like all right hon like didn't need your life story (laughs) but yeah I think definitely kind of bringing people in connecting them to the work that you're doing and then sharing with them that impact that that they are having so I'm sure you know when even things like when Emily hears us talk about her on here, like that's really nice. Or she reads the podcast reviews and, and kind of seeing the real impact that of the of the work that's being done can help people to then feel more motivated to continue doing that work. You know, all of us have days where we really can't be bothered and there'll be days, you know, where Emily doesn't want to edit this podcast. But then those little things of, you know, people sharing on their Instagram stories that they've enjoyed the episode, getting a new review, getting to another like level of people downloading it, all of those things. And she understands how important that is to the building of Alice Benham Limited. Then that's going to really motivate her to keep going yeah I hope I mean, she can tell us different she's just add a bit of audio in here Emily if that is all incorrect but I'd hope it is and what I love about this stuff in this conversation is it's so within our reach it's quite simple basic stuff that you're talking about you know I think we often think mm. of great company culture and we imagine like the slides in google offices or people taking their team yeah. on you know crazy crazy holidays or flying them first class and you're like oh okay if that's what having a good culture means I'm sorry that's not achievable for me. Mm. But actually culture on a kind of basic level is very achievable. And would you agree kind of actually doesn't require a lot of money is more just in how you set up the way that people work with you? Definitely. I think sometimes we go straight to all of that fun stuff, which, you know, has its place as well, but there are more important things. And I usually break these down into four areas, which when you've got those four areas, you've got the really good basics in place. So those would be pay. So we all want to be paid fairly for the work that we do. And, you know, we can all pretend that we work for, or not protect, but, you know, we do work for like a greater purpose, but fundamentally we want to get paid for that work that we do. And we'll all always want more money, but there is a difference if you don't feel fundamentally that you are getting paid what you are. I, I don't really like the term what you're worth because we're all priceless, but, you know, pay, being paid fairly for the work yeah. that we do. And that's like a big thing I would say to anyone listening, make sure that you have got the money to pay people properly before you start hiring people. It's mad that we have to say that, isn't it? I know. <laughs> like I do get there's creative ways of working with people. And I would just always say as long as it's a mutual agreement and no one, mm. you know, I mean, you've just got to have that really honest conversation about what you, you can mm. and can't give to it. But I think yeah pay people (laughs) money's quite important yeah exactly yeah and then the second thing I'd say would be safety and I think that comes in terms of physically and psychologically so hopefully the physically bit's fairly 
self-explanatory but you know if you work in an office or in an environment where people are making things and dealing with equipment and things they need to be safe but then also to feel safe psychologically so do they feel like they can be themselves at work do they feel like they can you know show up as as who they really are and also do they feel that they can share ideas and give feedback and uh, and again I think from listening to you and Emily that's something that you do really well that she feels able to you know challenge you if you're coming up with some another crazy idea that you want to launch in like three days and she might be like maybe not but yeah that you can kind of brainstorm those ideas together and they really feel like they are a part of that and that it's safe for them to be able to say those things because it only takes one time of someone suggesting something and getting shut down for them to not want to share things again in the future yeah so that would be my second one and third would be clarity so we need to know what we need to do to do a good job so making sure that we're really clear with people around you know and it starts with here's the big picture here's how your job fits into it these are the things we're trying to achieve and then this is how you're going to do it like these are the tasks that you actually Mm. need to do and this is how i'd like you to do it if that's important I, i think sometimes People can get quite controlling over how things are done and, you know, ask yourself, does it matter how it's done or that it's done? If it doesn't matter how it's done, let people, you know, be creative and surprise you. Which then links into that last point, which is, I would say, is recognition. So telling people that they're doing a good job, as I've already said, like sharing feedback with them, sharing the impact that they're having on clients. And I think if you've got those four key things, aside from salary, they don't have to cost a lot. So pay, safety, clarity, recognition. You don't really need to spend lots of money on those. Those are all about how you act and show up for your team yeah and those are things that you can do for yourself and you can check that you've got and then those are things you know whether you are bringing someone on board and you integrate that into how you set up their role or if you've got someone on board and you're listening to this like damn maybe I could have some better culture like they're not crazy things to work through that's not going to take tons of time like you said it doesn't take tons of money actually they're pretty basic needs that I think having that language for just really helps because so many of us don't start businesses to be managers and that's not our kind of comfort zone that I think Mm. sometimes we shy away from a lot of these topics because we don't know how to do it. So to just have that framework of like, here's the four basic needs that you need to be meeting, actually I think fills me with a lot of like, oh, sigh of relief, okay, I don't have to pretend that I know all of this. I just need to be, well, not just, but you know, these are the four things that are important. Mm. If I can deliver that, I'm doing an all right job. Yeah. And you can do it in your own way then. So you kind of, you can overlay those with your cultural values. So, you know, the way that one person does recognition might be different to how somebody else does recognition and that fits in with your values, but it's kind of just having it there in some kind of way. Mm, Absolutely. I feel like love language would be a really interesting thing as well to do with team. You know, of yes. like the five love languages and the different ways that people kind of receive and, and give love. I just feel mm-hmm. like that would be a really helpful exercise to realize how other people actually appreciate yeah. or feel appreciated. Because mine would probably be like gifts and crap like that. Whereas it might be that someone who's working with me, like, oh, they just want me to give them a hug. And I've never hugged them. Yeah. And then they're sad. Yeah. <laughs> Not that yeah. that's a real And scenario. that's, <laughs> there's a really like fine balance to be found between. So I am all about finding your own style as a leader and not feeling like you have to conform to a very like, you know, outdated alpha persona that, that we're shown a lot. But that 
also as you say it's really important to understand your team and what it is that they need from you and that can change throughout people's careers in terms of the level of support interaction but also how they want to be recognized I'm very much a I just want to hear that I'm doing okay I want someone to tell me that what I'm doing is good and that's kind of enough for me yeah it's really good stuff I love it and I'm interested to end on what I would class as the more fun things no offense to the basic (laughs) needs but like I kind of mentioned already these would be the typical things that I think for me would come to mind when I think of culture and definitely are things that really excite me but again I think can be things that might not put people off but people just again associate culture with having to spend tons of money or it being really Mm. over the top or extravagant so once someone's kind of basic needs in terms of those four areas are met what might be some other ways that as small business owners as entrepreneurs we can build on that culture and in different ways so I really I do think that the extras are great too so and as you say you might not have a big budget for it so it's starting off with what can I do And one of the things might be, I'm going to start putting some money aside. So I'm going to add another little pot and that's going to be where I kind of build up money to do more of the fun things. But some of the things that people I've been working with are doing are quite simple. So I've got someone who is going to pay the annual subscription to Calm for everybody in their team so that they've got like a mental health support. Career development is a really interesting one. So, you know, the main reason people leave companies is because they don't feel like they can advance in their career there that can be scary for small business owners because we don't have like a really linear path people can follow but think about what you could do to help someone progress within their career so you know you probably know lots of people within your industry is there someone they could go and shadow for a day is there a, a course that you could put them through could you you know let them go to an event and you know and if you haven't got loads of budget maybe one time they go to the event instead of you when you would have spent that money on yourself and just thinking about some more creative ways you can do that within the budget you've got and then what I love is volunteer and charity days technically that doesn't cost you any money it costs you time so you are paying them to not do any work but you know that might be let them go off for a day and do whatever it is they want to do or it might be you know supporting a charity as a company doing something more over the long term perhaps building that into career development as well so could they you know have one day a month to go and do some mentoring with somebody so they are developing because they're helping someone else but they're also getting like the feel-good factor from volunteering as well and then we can go you know up to the other end of the scale and look at things like workations and you know the team at Cone they every year everybody all goes off together somewhere and they spend some time just relaxing spending time together as a team but also looking at some of their big picture planning getting the team involved in what they are doing but that could also you know if that seems out of reach then it could be a team night out it could be a day where you know for someone it might be really fun to come and spend a day at a co-working space with you and go out for lunch and and do some planning stuff actually that might be quite a fun thing for somebody so and that's all really linked to what are your cultural values what's most important to you in that as well yeah and I love that because so many of the things that you've listed there don't take tons of money like as you've probably got Mm. through this episode like my association with the fun extras is it costs tons of money like rest in peace to the ski trip of Mm. 2020 that never happened yeah a workation to (laughs) me is like the most exciting thing but I love that within that there's so many other ways that we can help our teams feel supported, help them have a really great association with working with us. And a lot of those things like are so 
achievable. And for any team of any size, and even for yourself, those are things that you can be doing. And it's actually Mm. like, what a privilege to be able to sit back and be like, what am I gonna do for these people? And what can I do to serve them? Like, that's a really exciting Mm. position to be in. And it will, it'll come back around as well. So yes, it's fun and yes, it's nice, but also they will feel more connected to you, feel more connected to the business, productivity and engagement's going to increase. So it's gonna come back around as well. Yeah, like we said towards the start, it's such a cyclical thing. Like it's not Mm. an accident that because Emily and I, interact in such a kind of human way and I don't treat her like this kind of separate thing from the business and it's not this weird relationship that we have that like because of that she's way more connected to the business and familiar with what's going Mm -hmm. on and supportive of what's happening as a result and it's just seeing people for people isn't it and not seeing them just for the work that they do but actually recognizing that there's there's something so much wider than that going on and Mm. having a team doesn't have to be terrifying but it's actually quite exciting to do these things it is I love it so I'm guessing off the back of this episode I would say even if people are kind of companies of one there is action that they can take I feel like that Mm -hmm. exercise you mentioned at the start with asking the question of what would I want someone to say about what it's like to work with me would be a really good next step on top of that like you said at the start you're launching right now can you talk a bit more about what that program is I know you've not asked me to like big time promote it but honestly I think yeah. so many business owners need it like probably just because I need it so much is why I want to tell the world about it because I'm like no one tells you these things can you tell people a bit more about what that looks like and who it's for yeah of course so yes yeah, so I've just launched a new coaching program called being the boss and this is for anybody who needs more tailored support in helping them to build their confidence as the leader of a team so it's where we kind of work through all of the stuff we talked about today so we'll do that culture exercise together and really dig into it we look at you know what are your strengths as a leader and how are you going to lead a team how are you going to connect their work to the big picture and set objectives how do you deal with it when things go wrong and you have to have a you know what might be quite a difficult conversation how can you develop them in your career in their career recruitment process we talk about as well and then some of those more long-term planning and thinking about things that might happen through the future and some of those bigger things that you might want to bring in and through that you'll get new tools and insights and it'll be really tailored like plan for your business that yeah it's just designed to build your confidence as the leader of your team I love it and basically turning this podcast episode from a like eureka moment of like oh my gosh culture is the answer to damn I've got a great culture and it's set and I know what that looks like yeah and I'm good to go yeah absolutely I love it I will leave all of the links in the show notes for people to find out more about that and they can connect with you on Instagram is that your main hangout yes it is yeah I'm I'm at (laughs) as we are dot uk there we go and I feel like I enjoy following you purely just for a constant reminder of like people are what's important people are the thing that's the vibe oh yes and people are the thing people everything is the thing apparently in my world (laughs) just (laughs) the thing maybe I should get that tattooed yes maybe I should just not (laughs) probably or the big picture is the thing nice maybe i'll just have an arm of like all of my business phrases in one and then i'll probably look back in five years and think wow what an idiot i was (laughs) i think it's just part of the fun though anyway fully Mm. derailed us at the end there thank you for sharing that genius i so appreciate it and yeah i think either of those next steps either them exploring your coaching or even just doing that first step of thinking about culture will be for so many people such a good step in that direction so appreciate it thank you so much for having me 